Hey everyone, welcome to a very special episode of Plotty Time, the podcast where we three gamers discuss video game stories in detail with all the necessary and appropriate backlash, but this time we're doing something a little different. We're doing Plotty Time Watches. PCU. Whoa. That one egg was 40 eggs? That's a big fucking pile of garbage. I'm the farting demon in this relationship. <laughs> I'd be an awesome rich person. You're both just an exactly. God, I'm awesome. We're today. talking Tom Hanks and his vehicle. Yeah, I had my finger in my mouth waiting for you to finish. You gotta get four balls or something. Like dick piercing? Right? No, you know damn well I'm fucking that demon. It's still sexy. How could that be close and not be right? Yeah, I'll just kill some random dude. If you want cheese, you get a milk. You're waiting for pain. No, I can hate on it. It sucked. Boners. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Plotty Time. And we wanted to extend our vacation an extra week. So we're talking about the movie PCU, which we've referenced, I don't know. A couple times. 12,000? 1,200? At least. Check the wiki. <laughs> yeah, the wiki. it's on there. Uh, this movie was released April 29th, 1994, directed <sighs> by Hart Bachner, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. All right. What was the number one song in 1994? <laughs> Oh, I can double check. I oh. will look that up because it's going to be a fucking banger, I bet. 94. What? When was it? 94 September? I'll say August, even flow. Or sorry, April 29th, oh, 1994. April 29th? I'll, I'll say Smells Like Teen Spirit. You think? No, it has to be before then. Yeah. Maybe Heart Shaped Box? That April. Yeah. Ooh, April 94 was the time, wasn't it? Yeah. I'll say Spoon. No, Spoon Man's not. <laughs> oh, no, that'd be not, gross. It's not. We were, we're not in the right headspace, guys. Oh, okay. Okay. Salt and pepper. Oh, that sounds like the right headspace for me. Uh, Closer. Warmer. En vogue. Boys to men. No, this artist uh, got ha- canceled hard and is in prison and beat oh. on a bunch of people. R. Kelly? Yeah. It's R. Kelly. The song is Bump and Grind. With, oh, the, uh, there ain't <laughs> nothing wrong. With well, the oh, yeah. there's something wrong with his bump and grind. <laughs> I guess bump and grind in general is fine, but not the way R. Kelly does it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why he wrote the song. He's trying to convince us. That's what he was. It was a cry for help the whole time, guys. It was. Um, so this movie, directed by Hart Bachner, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Fun fact: he is also an actor. Uh, his directing credits only have a, a handful of like TV and stuff, uh, but he did make one other movie I remember very fondly from this area, this era, High School High. Do you guys remember that one? No. With fucking, oh, is that the comedy? With that's the comedy with uh, John Lovitz. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about at all. It was like a mockery of higher learning or whatever. It was like a mockery of higher learning and, oh, God, what, Dangerous Minds. Dangerous Minds, yeah, the one with Coolio. But it had <laughs> was John Lovitz in it. Was it like Lovitz a scary movie, kind of? Kind of. Yeah, like it was a farcical comedy type thing. Um, I, I have no idea. It's from the people who made The Naked Gun, so that's kind of the uh, world we're living in here. Yeah. Key Pfeiffer's in it. Just they can never catch that magic of the naked gun again. Guillermo Diaz. No. Yeah, I don't know if it holds up because we're look like mm, in some dangerous territory. Here. <laughs> yeah, it is. The only part I remember about that movie is when he brought his very like first original pressing of the record for Rhinestone Cowboy, and <laughs> oh, they yeah. play it at the school dance and start I, scratching it up and like destroying it. And just <laughs> never saw it the movie. Never even heard of it. I don't think. Man, I, I could see how you missed it. <laughs> yeah. You were watching a lot of Mad TV back then, so I get no, it. No, I wasn't. I hate Mad TV. You were watching a lot of The State back then, okay. so yeah. I could see how you missed it's it. Fucking, but anyway. I liked, I'm looking at the credits and it just says, Shauna Robinson, little slut. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's the kind of Yeah, shit. okay. I, I see where it's coming from. 
but also the guy directed um, another one of his personal films. I guess it's called Just Add Water. It had Dylan Walsh, Jonah Hill, Danny DeVito, Melissa McCarthy. I've never seen it. I don't really care. The reason I'm bringing him up and focusing on this is uh, he's, he's an actor. Also, he's been in a ton more things he's acted in than directed. His most famous role ever was Ellis from Die Hard. Don't know what you're talking about. No, no Die Hard. Oh, my God. He's the coked up dude that's like, Hans, Bubby. Dude, I don't know. I make million dollar deals for breakfast. He's like that scumbag guy. Yeah. All right. We meet his character when John McClane, the police officer, is getting introduced by Takagi. They're trying to find Holly. They go into her office and he's just doing rails off the desk at the Christmas party. I thought this was a PCU thing, not a... Getting to it. Okay. I'm just shocked. Like, that was such a big thing for me. I, oh, it hurts. I got to recalibrate. <laughs> I just didn't but, know uh, who directed this. So. Anyways, we're talking about the movie PCU. Mm-hmm. All right. Short story. It's about a high school senior who visits a college for the weekend and stays in the wildest house on campus. That's the two sentence synopsis for yeah, it. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. much it. <laughs> pretty much it. Uh, the movie actually sat on the shelf a y- for a year after it was filmed. Yeah, I was going to say that. They referenced 1993 in it a couple yeah. times. Yeah, so I guess it was shot in probably late 92, early 93 for early for a 93 release and then didn't get released until 1994, which happens for movies for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, there was going to be, this was supposed to be a hard R movie and a lot of stuff had to come out from the studio. Yeah, I can imagine. They wanted oh, be, yeah, it's not even close to R. <laughs> yeah, it's like PG-13 because of a single butt. No, apparently there's a lot more swearing, a lot more nudity. There was like one butt in this. Yeah. Yeah. Naked and, uh, guy. I saw this movie so much because it was on fucking Comedy Central back in the day. It's such a good movie. Like all the time, though. It was like after school, you come home and there used to be a movie on. I yeah, it was it either on. this or Mystery Science Theater. Yeah, yeah. Back in those days. I mean, I liked the movie. I remember liking it. It was neat to revisit it. Uh, we start basically with our main, I guess our main character. He's kind of like our catalyst. Yeah, I'd call him the main character. Tom Lawrence. Yeah, he's top oh, build. Prefrage? Yeah. I didn't know he had another name. Oh, yeah. For our international listeners, a pre-frosh is a pre-freshman or someone who's not yet going to college. Yeah. You didn't know. You didn't University, know he had a name. sorry. No. Especially like, yeah, 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 I fucking met Tom. Oh, that's <laughs> right. That's a great line, yeah. Yeah, a lot of great lines in this movie. We, <laughs> yeah, uh, I even wrote that down because that line makes me laugh every time. I know. <laughs> so I see you guys met Tom. Yeah, yeah, I fucking met Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're going to go through Tom's journey. I also love how we're being gifted Tom as the main character and like, I don't know, 30% into the movie, we just leave him for like, yeah, for like a good 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, he's gone for a while. Yeah, we don't, we don't even care. We're just following other storylines here. <laughs> but uh, the game, the movie start the game, man, look at this <laughs> yeah, shift gears. All right. So it starts with him, yeah. Thomas, Tom coming in on the bus. Uh, he, we get his intro. He walks into this place. It's called the pit used to be a fraternity, but fraternities are now banned at this university, but groups of like-minded students kind of do their own underground sort of fraternity thing here. Right. Never seen this happen in real life. No, it's not a thing. No, no. So, um, he goes in this house, he gets taken down to his, I guess, guardian for this weekend, a guy by the name of Draws. Who yeah. he gives a real name here? What Jeremy Andrews or something like that? Andrews, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's supposed to like show him around campus for the weekend. Yeah, James Andrews. Apparently, this is a program you sign up for. I'm gonna assume you get like credits or paid or something. Mm-hmm. I think it's no. I think it's just uh, just to see if you want to go there. It, well, 
Like a the person tour. who's touring doing yeah. the, the tour host. guide, the host. There you go. Yeah. So they are supposed to show you around, show you the university. You make a decision if you want to go there, whatever. But we meet Jeremy Piven, who's playing James Andrews, who I think he does this role great. I think he's super charming, and it doesn't. This character is like they're so angry at everything, <laughs> yeah. and it doesn't work unless they're super charming. Yeah, it's his seventh year there. Yeah, his final year. Coffee now. Coffee. I think he was 29 when they shot this. He's and he already looks balding. Like 36. Yeah. yeah. He looks younger in Entourage. Anyway. Dude, he has more hair now. <laughs> <laughs> he sure does. And uh, we meet him. We meet uh, one of their other roommates, Gutter, who's played by John Favreau. <sighs> Such a great. My favorite line is always when Gutter's on thing, like, aren't you a music major? Yeah. And he knows fucking nothing about music <laughs> at all. They can't, like, that's a running gag where they have like three or four times in the movie where they're like don't you know about the clash and he's like apparently his version of a music major is to jump around his room and i guess mosh in it (laughs) yeah he's going to see merkins later in the day merkins they're opening for frog and toads or friend yeah i gotta psych up for the show Yeah, and this is the don't wear the shirt to the band you're going to see. <laughs> yeah, I say I that like all the time. I don't think I've ever done that now because of this movie. Probably. <laughs> I, know. I know. I didn't know that was like, I saw this movie probably before or right around when I was starting to go to shows. And the second I saw that, I was like, oh, shit, I can't be that guy. <laughs> yeah. Every time I went to a show, I'd wear a different band T-shirt that from, yeah, from that, that's yeah. not at the show. <laughs> and then I'd look at all the people who were wearing the band's T-shirt and be like, like what a fucking loser. Look at that guy. I know, and why do we do that? Because of this movie. Like, what is this guy fucking know? That's how we lived our high school lives. Yeah, absolutely. Still and do that. I remember, like, my friends and I, we made a, uh, we made a truce, and it was like, if you bought the shirt there, and you had to throw it on, or you're going to lose it, then yeah, it was acceptable. That's fine. But you can't show up with the shirt of the band you're going to see. Like, what? Like a fan? Yeah, that's wild. Get the fuck out of here. And then they continued the tour of meeting all the members of the pit. Oh yeah, we yeah we got mills. some of the uh, we got the band. Yep, uh, which is Deej, Raji, uh, Cecilia, and Katie. Yep, dude, Raji, I didn't even know till this viewing that he was the guy from American Psycho. He's one of the guys. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. I've seen him in so many other things. Yeah. Oh fuck, he was in Face Off, but I remember him mostly like nowadays. I remember him as Gavin Belson from Silicon Valley. Oh yeah, I didn't. Ain't put that together till just now. <laughs> now you know how I feel every episode when there's fucking <laughs> and name-based then you, uh, puns. Yeah. Then you meet Pigman, who's just watching TV the entire movie. <laughs> well, he's got a yeah. He's doing his thesis. He's doing his thesis, the Kane Hackman theory. <laughs> and what exactly is the Kane Hackman theory? That Dr. no matter Scientist? what time of day, any day of the week, you can see either a Michael Kane or Gene Hackman movie. And then Thomas, with the completely appropriate response, is. That's his thesis? <laughs> and the great line, I use it all the time. Yep. You can major in Game Boy if you know how to bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's really amazing. It was a great line. This movie was written very well. It was very tight. Yeah, I thought so. I mean, it is a short movie. I, fr- I think it only comes in at like 85 minutes. Like, it's yeah, not it's, long. It's, less, it's like that, yeah. yeah. 82, I think, but whatever. But And there's so many scenes, and this is a thing I always bitch about when we have like uh, movies that feel like they're way longer than they actually are. It's because they have too many scenes jumped in. Right. But this one, like the action never stops. It keeps moving the entire time. Yeah. It just keeps going. And then we move right into uh, Thomas uh, getting escorted around campus by draws. 
and he gives them like the rundown and these are the different groups in the college like the womenists who are the uh i guess militant feminist group yeah. they're all kind of like caricatures of yeah cliques of people yeah yeah oh, when he goes to the to feminists be. here <laughs> yeah it's like is sam in there in there <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be caricatures. It's supposed to be like the most extreme version of all of these things. Yeah. And uh, I love that. Res- what does he say? Like, uh, can you tell her that? Mr. Pokey well, okay. <laughs> yeah, he runs into this group of, of militant feminists, the womenists. He sees a woman he used to date in the middle and he wants to go talk to her and say hi, but they surround him or surround her. And that's where he's like, tell him, tell her that Mr. Pokey stopped by. And, and they say you participated in a phallus naming. I was a freshman. <laughs> yeah, first off, they're like, you dated a white male? <laughs> it's pretty great. And then uh, we meet the cause heads. Oh, shit. Moonbeam. <laughs> Moonbeam is, the, I guess, the head of the cause. Yeah, the, she's kind of the She's the one voice. that had the, uh, the, the horn, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So she's in charge of the cause heads. And they play the cause heads as people who deal with, I guess, whatever random ecological disaster or natural disaster, whatever is the big thing that's the new week. cause. Yeah. They say it's a new <laughs> new cause every week. Like this before week, it was killing the whales this week. It's meat. Yeah. What happened to the ozone layer? That was last week. <laughs> yeah. One of the guy has a picket sign. He turns around. He's like, Oh shit. Cause it says <laughs> no nukes or something. Yeah. So they're played as like basically an amorphous blob of just people out there. Just Outrage baiting. Yeah. Yeah. It's before the internet, so. And then uh, this is where we get the meat shower scene, where the boys sneak in yeah, to the hall. They Bye. they grab a whole <laughs> bunch of meat and throw it down from a uh, what they call as a turret, yeah. and chucks it down onto all the protesters. And the this this fires them up. Yeah, this is where you see the sign: "Make love, not meatloaf." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that was one of my favorite ones for sure. <laughs> So and, they all uh, basically go ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead. I was gonna say, so they all throw this meat down and it's a pre frage draws both. Uh, what's the other guy? Both name? the Daves, both the Daves are there. Uh, and Mills, yeah, and Mills, and they all throw the meat down and then they just run away. <laughs> and this is where the pre frage starts. His uh, this is the chase, this is where it begins. Yeah, he starts getting chased by everybody here. Yeah, and this is a common theme as he runs through the entire rest of the movie, but right now it's the cause heads and uh. He, when he turned the corner, he ran into a group like, uh, I don't know, what do we call them? I want to say not Black Panthers, but... No, they're kind of like... Militant like, African. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't yeah, know Yeah, there's probably a, a real name for this that, we're, that we don't know because, you know, we're four middle-aged white dudes. <laughs> or three of but them, actually. He, <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Well, I was talking about our producer, Long Island Sal. We oh, okay. Him. All right. All right. Uh, he's not... Don't get on the mic. All right, he's not going to get on it. Right. He only sings. He's really shy otherwise. But um, yeah, so he runs into them. Like, by accident, he's running away and hits them. And I guess that's enough for them to be like, we're going to chase down this guy and kill him. Yeah. So now he's got the cause heads and them after him. Yep. Poor guy. Poor Tom. We cut to a scene where uh, Moonbeam and all of her cohorts are filling out paper complaints. And this is where we meet the late, the great Jessica Walter. President Garcia Thompson. Yes. As President Garcia Thompson, and she's like, hey, fill out all those complaint forms. We get enough of them. Maybe we can kick these guys out. And everyone's like, yeah, absolutely. These guys suck. 
Dude, I'm so stupid. I just realized that that's Jessica Walter after you said that. <laughs> really? really? I was like, no shit. <laughs> she was like, younger then, but yeah. not, much, not much, but damn. Yeah. And uh, we also meet one of our antagonists in the movie, David Spade playing Rand McPherson. And I mean, the smarmy. He plays it so well. He really yeah, does. Dickhead short dude. He just nails. Super preppy. Yes, for super preppy. Yeah, the president calls him Republican. She just calls him Republican. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but they're like Reaganite. She calls them yeah, too. like Reaganite Republican, like really hardline Republicans before that was even a thing. Well, I guess it was always a thing, but you get it. He'd be a MAGA now. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Thomas is going through. He he shakes he shakes the first group, and he finds himself in the middle of a building in the computer lab. <laughs> We're close to the end of the year, so all these people are sitting in there. The lab is packed. Everyone's working on their theses. He trips over a fucking bunch of cables and knocks out every computer. Dude, so I was in college like three years after this movie. I don't remember there ever being like tons of cables on the ground just running to computers. Well, did you have dot matrix printer signs up too? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I guess what we get from here is that he deleted all of them. Yep. So now he has a whole nother group of people chasing them down the computer nerds i called them well they're yeah they're all writing their theses yeah so now we got president garcia thompson visiting the pit folks and uh she's like hey your house uh you need to pay your damage bill for the semester which i guess is a thing okay. it's up to 7500 bucks and <laughs> you gotta pay by monday or the house will be repossessed which doesn't seem like a lot, but I guess in 93, in 93. is probably a lot of money. Oh, when you're in college, yeah, I'd, I'd be right. like, there's no way for me to legally get $7,500. <laughs> so how are we going to do that? Yeah. Well, they decide after all the ideas, uh, they were going to do some. What was the line he says later? He's like, we were going to rob a bank, but we don't have ski masks. Yeah. Seven, yeah. yeah rob did, a 7-Eleven. Yeah. And here he's like, that's right. We can try and throw a party or we can get jobs. <laughs> and they all decide to throw a party mm-hmm. makes sense but it also has another great line i want to highlight where he's like we're gonna do what we used to do every saturday night and then uh, cecilia says they confiscated the altar draws <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, that's fucking great so uh as we cut back to the prefrost thomas running around and he gets knocked the fuck out by a wooden door that just swings open and mm-hmm. hits him right in the face he goes down. Somebody we don't know drags him into the inside and the group runs by. So Thomas is knocked out, but at least he's getting some kind of breather. Yeah. And he also for the party, they all have the roles you got to talk about, too, because the Dave and oh, Dave are supposed to put up flyers. And the band's going to play and they got to come up with a name. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, gutters on beer. Yep. And then uh, what else do we got? The, the, well, the seniors are going to the intramural game. Yes, they're going to the game. And, the, so, and uh, Katie has to go get all the people. Yeah, because she's a freshman. She's got a roundup. 2,000 people. I feel like there were more jobs here, but I guess that was it, that they're going to play the band, Gutter's going to go get beer, they're going to the game. This whole thing should work itself out pretty easy. It's a party. How yeah, hard can it be to throw? It's college. You can easily throw a party. Yeah, but Gutter's got to go talk to his friends. Yeah. Mersh and Jerrytown. <laughs> yeah, he's got to be like, hey, I got the show tonight, but I got to go get beer. Uh, I might be late for my ride. And he goes to Mersh and Jerrytown, and they're like, no, we... Like, we can't wait. Like, it's like the grandmaster of funk depend, descends upon the city. But you hate punk. Funk, man. <laughs> Aren't you any music major? <laughs> That's Jake yeah, Busey, Yeah, Jake right? Busey. Yeah. Crushing yeah. this. Crushing this guy. <laughs> He's great in everything, dude. He really is. He was great as the voice of the radio DJ. Yeah. And, uh, 
Man, Spec Ops Line, he was great as the Ghost and the Frighteners, which was a couple years after this. Yeah, wild. He's always a pleasure. Anyway, so this is also where we get the great line where he's like, well, what should I do? And he's like, take a bong hit. Yeah. <laughs> one little binger, brighten up your day. Just one, and then I gotta go. <laughs> so it's assumed that he takes the bong hit, yeah, for reasons we'll find later. <laughs> and uh, apparently when I was reading about this, uh, this scene here, was meant to be much, much longer. Um, This was a fight between the director and the MPAA over the scene because this was supposed to establish why Mersh and Cosmo and Jerrytown were so high when they went and played the feminist in the Frisbee game. Yeah. Well, we knew they were fucking smoking. What more do you need? Oh, to yeah. Know? I mean, we we got it. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently they went a lot more into their characters and they just got, you know, in the final edit reduced to a bunch of hippie stoners because the MPAA didn't want all the drug use stuff in there. Dude, I'd love to see it revisited. Mersh and Jerry town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They're just the dudes that make like fucking Ben and Jerry's now. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a story. So, um. Apparently, he, uh, the director, Hart Bachner, called one of his best friends, a guy by the name of Ben Stiller. Mm. He had just finished directing Reality Bites, and that had a similar problem where they had a stoner scene, but the MPA let that one go through. So the director was like, hey, what the fuck? Why is that fine? But my scene isn't fine. And then the MPA stated, and I quote, the rules are different for every movie. Oh, jerks. Yeah, we kind of know that now. Yeah. yeah. Man, what a scumbag organization. So I thought that was an interesting piece of trivia. Yeah. And then uh, we get to one of the better scenes where the prefrosh meets David Spade and his group of uh, Republicans, I guess. Yep, they're underground frat. Yeah, balls and shaft. Yeah, so they're more of the uh, traditional 50s-style frat, I guess. Yeah, that's what you can say. But, I mean, we get the whole the whole scene where David Spade has to do all the keywords and answer all the questions. Oh, that's which so is, good. That's why I know what a blooker is. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. I don't, if you showed me 10 shoes, I don't think I could pick out the blooker. But I know it's a casual shoe for yachting. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, th- this is all great. And especially when he asks him the question, he's like, who could it be? Yeah. Who else could it be but me? Come on. And he answers him anyway. <laughs> and just that little moment where he gets down the steps, he's like a head shorter than the dude that made him wait at the door. And then he steps up another step and then goes, don't ever make me wait out there. Yeah. Like just that little moment was fantastic. That was good. And uh, they're basically, they're, they're, this group does not like the pit. They don't like these people at all, mostly because they're poor. The pit used to be their frat. Yeah. Yes, their house the was the pit. Their fraternity house. But now they're underground because frats are illegal. I don't know how this happened where this whole fancy frat house went from a, I guess, at some point sanctioned fraternity. They lost the house and it went to a bunch of slackers. Yeah, something like but that, I guess. Whatever. Let's go with it. Mm-hmm. So, uh. Dan, uh, David Spade wants them to throw, wants the pit to throw this party, and the plan basically for them is it'll be so offensive, so filled with complaints that they'll just get kicked out of school. So he's all on board with this. Yeah, it's basically his master plan to get them kicked out. Makes sense. And he doesn't have to do anything. So it's a real, he's really, really nailing this. Uh, we get, we cut back to the band trying to decide a name, which <laughs> Oedipus and the Marmot Boys. Yeah, Oedipus and the Mama's Boys, I think, is my favorite. Naga Hyde Windpipe. I like that one, too. <laughs> and then fucking, who was it? Deej, who's just pitches my Johnson. It's 12 <laughs> inches long. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody pauses, and they're like, not really a band name. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, the days are out there putting up flyers. They tried to put one on the tree. Moonbeam stops them, and they just give up and throw the rest of the flyers <laughs> on the ground. So they, well, they got like one none. on the tree. Yeah, they got one on the yeah. tree. 
that was it. And then we had we quickly head to the frisbee game, and uh, probably one of one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when we get the flashback of what it was like for <laughs> David Spade and Piven to be roommates back when they were freshmen. It was hell. And you find out they were freshman roommates and uh, total nightmare. Go to sleep. Yeah, he's like basically the bit is if you guys haven't seen it out there. Uh, his friend asking Draws like, oh my God, that guy's a scumbag. That must've been awful. You flash back and Draws is a complete fucking psychopath. <laughs> and David Spade's just trying to sleep. And he's like, go to sleep. He's screaming at him, pouring making out with some chick. Like, yeah. <laughs> pouring be- like liquor or whatever oh, on yeah, his yeah, face yeah, while he has his headgear on. Uh, it, there's also a part in the scene where Jeremy Piven almost punctured a lung when he jumped onto a dresser to like freak out and throw everything around there's this really awkward moment where he like falls clearly slips and falls yeah and then like reaches back at his back and then continues with the scene and that's where he almost like really injured himself i was really good that he kept that in because it looked fucking cool yeah (laughs) yeah he like jumped on a dresser filled with glass and just like fucking freaks out it was a great great (laughs) freak out for sure yeah Oh, man, that fucking scene is hilarious. All right. <laughs> uh, we get back to the game after this flashback. Uh, the stoners bring in Blotter, yeah, which it's is the stoners a dog versus that, the feminist. I don't know if you said that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry. Stoners versus the feminist. Uh, a couple of great bits in here about the blo- the stoners being super high and not seeing the Frisbee. They're getting crushed. And uh, this is where Thomas stumbles upon the game and then gets chased again by the huge angry crowd and fucking draws. is like, I know that guy. He accidentally st- yeah, he the catches bee, the frisbee man. and runs away. <laughs> that weasel snagged the bee. <laughs> so he's got the womenist now and the stoner guys after him. I don't and think did, the stoners are going after him. <laughs> but he's got all well, the they, other people, too, and the people with their theses and yeah. the cause heads. So, yeah, Thomas is just making more enemies here. Yeah. And uh, we get to a scene where Gutter is walking <laughs> into town. <laughs> seemingly extremely stoned. Yeah. 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 That's what happens. And then uh, an older woman walks up to him and goes, excuse me, can you blow me where the Pampers is? <laughs> He's like, what? He makes it sound like a little scared dog. He's like, <laughs> can, yeah. will you blow me where the Pampers is? And then it turns out she goes, can you show me where the campus is? And he points behind him and she just like, fucking whatever. And then he goes, she knows. <laughs> <laughs> she knows. She knows. She knows. So he's way too stoned. He's like, I got to take a minute. So he gets into like an alcove, sits down, has an amazing dream. Apparently, (laughs) this is great. Gutter's anxiety dreams are him testifying about past marijuana use in front of Congress. Yeah, it's set like the the Clinton uh, impeachments. (laughs) Yeah. I love when they have the. They have the witnesses of family, Mershon. Yeah. Jerry Todd. He took one of the biggest bong rips ever. <laughs> I didn't exhale. That'll work for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then he wakes up. It's way too fucking late. He runs. He's like, oh shit, the beer. He runs to the store and uh, whatever state this is fictionally taking place in, yeah, Connecticut. Yeah. Uh, filmed in Canada, actually, Toronto, but it takes place in Connecticut. They said, no, no, can't buy booze after eight. Connecticut blue laws. Eight o'clock. I missed the. Oh, he missed his ride. Yeah. Yeah, so Gutter really fucked up here. He has no way to get to the show. He has he missed his ride. He's got no beer. Man, Gutter had a bad one here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cut to but a party. But then we move on. <laughs> and uh, it gets back to the house. 
and Jeremy Piven draws, and uh, Mulaney are like, hey, let's, uh, we hear people in here. They open up the door, there's fucking nobody there. Because Raj and, uh, Raji and Deej accidentally, uh, electrocuted themselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's because Pigman had to get up because a fuse blew and his TV went out. <laughs> yeah, and he can't, he, he's in the middle of his thesis. <laughs> yeah, and he set it up and they, they went to play their instruments and blew up. Yeah, and you also missed the part here. Where Tom, there's like a short part here where they show Tom and he's getting harassed by some rednecks. It's like, look, it's a college boy. So they start chasing him too. Yeah, Thomas is Tom is not having a great day. <laughs> he's just getting, he's getting a workout in, mm-hmm. but he's running all over campus and hiding from everybody. Right. So the pre-frosh, Thomas is still around. The crowds are still looking for him. And then uh, he's hiding under a stairwell while everybody passes. And this is a moment where there's two old dudes from the university who are like, trustees. I swear to God. Yeah, board of trustees, yeah. The board trust, he's like, that fucking lady, if if she screws up one more thing, like, she's out of here. And the guy's like, ah, don't worry, she's going to hang herself. Yeah. They're trying to get, find out that they want to get rid of Garcia Thompson as the president. Yeah, they hate her. Yeah. The, they just need her to screw up. There's a, this, they're at this fancy party. They're on, they were at this fancy party. They were unhappy with it. They were like, we got to talk. And uh, there's this big bicentennial ceremony tomorrow for the university. And, uh, yeah, so they're like, if she fucks this up, I swear to God. So that the, Tom heard this. That's going to help him out later. And uh, this is the great moment where Jeremy Piven comes back, and they're like, Cecilia's like, I think Reggie and Deej may be Breathe. dead. Breathe. <laughs> <laughs> there's no like, Gutter's not here, so there's no beer. The Dave's never put out the flyers, so there's no people, and Reggie and Deej might be dead. Yeah, the instruments are toast, so there's no band. Wait, there's no beer? <laughs> I'm like, where the fuck's Gutter? Probably picking his nose somewhere in a parking lot, and then they cut to him in a parking lot somewhere picking his nose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good bit. Good bit. And then he uh, gives a nice inspirational speech here about how they're going to do this party anyway. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. How's the plan? The alcohol roundup plan, as I call it. <laughs> <laughs> so they recalibrate this party. They make the new plans. Uh, apparently there were kegs spotted around the freshman dorms. There's a, <laughs> there's a full fucking bar at this fancy party that President Garcia Thompson and Rand McPherson are at. Case of Zinfandel somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, there's something about a case of Zinfandel. <laughs> so Jeremy Piven and the Daves like break into David Spade's car. Uh, it's a BMW convertible with like the soft top. Mm-hmm. They start going around to start finding stuff. Right. Now, um, then... Mulaney gets on the radio. He puts out the word that there's a party and everyone should come down. So basically all the meatheads sitting at the dorm. Tonight at the pit, everybody gets laid. <laughs> yeah, so all the meatheads at the dorms are in. So they go and they start heading over. It's already being protested by the uh, the womenists. They've already showed up and they're picketing. Yeah, because they saw the flyer and are offended by everybody gets laid. Mm-hmm. And then the pre-frosh, Tom runs into Katie out of nowhere. They set her up as like uh, his love interest in this. Yeah, she's yeah. she was tasked with finding all the people, so she found like three Ford Exchange students, <laughs> and he's like, "I'm getting the fuck out of here, man!" Like this place. Yeah, he's waiting at a bus station. Yeah, he's like, "This place is awful. Everyone tried to kill me. Sorry, I'm not coming here." And she's like, "Well, wish you change your mind." And then she gives him a kiss and says goodbye. And he's like, "That's it. I'm. I know exactly what to do." And this is a big <laughs> character moment. Uh, he decides to miss the bus and help out. And he's like, "Wait, so you said you need two thousand people?" And then it cuts away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find it hard to believe there's 2,000 people following him. Well, that's a lot of people. There's a lot, but yeah. I don't think 2,000 people went through that party in like the, what, hour and maybe hour and a half it was raging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, but it cuts anyway. the gutter. 
Cuts to gutter. He's in the middle of a parking lot, just sitting there. And then a bus rolls up and they're like, hey, do you know how to get back to 85? And he's like, where are you going, Hartford? This was before phones and GPS. <laughs> and you need to like look at maps or figure out fucking roads. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, it's another 45 minutes to Hartford. And then fucking George Clinton walks out of the bus. What? And of course, Gutter doesn't know who he is. No fucking idea. He calls him Dreads. The yeah. Guy, yeah, the guy with the Dreads. <laughs> and uh, he's like, well, hey, since you guys aren't going to like make it to the show anyway, can you give me a ride back to my house? And George Clinton's like, oh, fuck it. Yeah, go, come on, get in here. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, he's like, fuck it. Show's fucked anyway. Yeah. So he gets in the bus, the tour bus. They head towards the pit. Then uh, the, we get some scenes with Draws and the Daves stealing the bar right oh. in front of the, with the two skateboards. That, I love that. When he's like, he goes up to the guy and he's like, hey, it's a great tie. Is it yours or you borrow it? <laughs> it's like, no, it's mine. Like, it's so excited oh, yeah, about what it. are those little tiny snails? <laughs> Jockeys. <laughs> I don't know why I love that scene. Oh, I love it. He's he's great. And then he's like, give me a vodka soda. What am I doing? I'm driving. Make yeah. it a double. He's you just saved running my life. You really did. <laughs> so that they could uh, steal the bar behind him. And that's a great scene when they take it. And he turns around to get a, someone else's drink, and there's just fucking nothing there. <laughs> and then they uh, take the CD from the car for Starland Vocal Band, put on Afternoon Delight, lock the doors, and get the fuck out of there. <laughs> Genius idea. <laughs> and uh, I thought it was very interesting. As Gutter shows up back at the house, the party's starting to kind of come together. And uh, I thought it was an interesting tidbit of information here that P-Funk was not the original choice for the band to play at the party. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, what was? Nirvana was scripted to play, but they never actually were serious about reaching out to them because they were too expensive because at this point they were one of the biggest bands in the world. Oh yeah, it's 93, so. Yeah. I don't know. I like I like the P-Funk. Yeah, I think that works pretty well. I think it works really great. And then the also the other band that was considered was the Goo Goo Dolls. What? But no. the director that sucked. <laughs> yeah, the director said they wouldn't be recognized in America because they weren't well known at the time. Yeah. Well, I mean I think it's funnier that they took George Clinton because he's obviously recognizable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because that works. Because it wouldn't have been funny if it would have been like Gut- Kurt Cobain is showing up and then draw. And yeah. Gutter was like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. That's just weird. And plus there's like a thousand people in George Clinton's band. So it's even funnier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's like 50 people walk off that bus. <laughs> I, I just thought it was great. And then anyway, as Gutter's like, oh, guys, I'm sorry. I fucked it up. George Clinton and the band walk in past Piven and Mulaney. Dude, and they're the like. Yeah. Just to use the bathroom. And he's like, did you know what you did? He's like, I'm sorry, guys. They're just <laughs> using the can. They had to explain to Gutter who that is. And uh, they did. And then Jeremy Piven does a great job of uh, convincing them to play the party tonight. Yeah. This is where he said your line of, uh, we were going to rob a uh, bank, but we didn't have ski mask. Ski mask. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, we got to throw a rager so we don't get kicked out. It's like, would you play our party? And they're like, man, you're so serious. All right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to be that serious. Just tell everybody to get off the bus. Get off the bus and come in here. And we have a face that ugly and not be serious. Yeah. Then oh, one of my favorite lines I say all the time at parties comes up soon. Yeah. So this this is the moment. This is when they walk outside and see the crowd of people that Thomas has led to the house. All these angry people that were running after him the entire time. Everyone's just screaming and wants this kid's head. So Jeremy <laughs> Piven comes out. He's like, okay, I, I think you guys all met Tom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking met Tom. <laughs> He destroyed my thesis. It's like, he stole our disc. And like, everyone's airing their grievances. And he goes, okay, I understand. All right. 
Mills take him to the basement, beat the shit out of him. And he's like, Sorry, kid. And he takes him and pulls him inside. And uh, they're like, all right, great. We took care of it. It's all done. Oh, hey, why? If you guys are already here, like we got George Clinton tuning up on the main stage. He says, another sounds like another white man's lies. <laughs> and then you hear him start playing and everyone's like, that does kind of sound like George Clinton. <laughs> Maybe we could check it out. And then one of my favorite lines where they're like, no, can't be him. George Clinton would never play the pit. <laughs> <laughs> I think George Clinton works better too because it's more of a universally loved. Yeah, yeah. It's a college band, man. Yeah, like it's a college musician for sure. Like each group of people there would listen to some George Clinton. Yeah, you got yeah, every one of them. Well, he's the king of interplanetary funk. Yeah, it wouldn't have worked as well if it was like Nirvana or <laughs> yeah. There's plenty of people who would have been like, "Nah, we're good." Yeah. I think it makes a lot more sense. I think George Clinton is more if you even if you don't like his music or care about it, the man puts on a fucking show. Yeah, dude, dude I like, had a great time. I, in college one time, he played. It started at eight o'clock. I had an eight o'clock class the next morning. I left at like twelve thirty, so I was there for like four and a half hours. I think George Clinton was only out there for like an hour and a half. The rest <laughs> of the band just played for the first three hours. Is that Penn State? Yeah, yeah, and then. Like I got up and went to my, I had a test, so I had to go to the class the next morning. <laughs> so I went home, slept, got up, went to class. My other, my roommate went, went with me and I talked to him the next day. He's like, yeah, they were done at like six, six thirty in the morning. Jeez. Jesus Christ. They played for like 12 hours. That's one jam band I could probably enjoy. <laughs> it was pretty fun. Actually. I had yeah. a great time. Man, that sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the party starts. Well, okay. Before we get to that. Uh, Jeremy Piven now needs to make it it right by the thesis people because <laughs> their theses are gone. Yeah. So, yeah. so he's like, all right, you guys follow me. Everybody else line forms to the left. So everyone starts coming in. The, the party starts going off. Uh, then we get we do cut back to uh, a scene where he's in the basement. He's kind of like a rabble rouser, a troublemaker, a bad dude on campus. So he has like all kinds of stuff. We, they established it early in the movie. Like you need bottle rockets, dental dams. What do you need? Yeah, he has papers, tests. Yeah. He's the guy that can get stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So he had a bunch of papers and tests and he started handing them out. Great lines. All th- this whole this whole scene was written so well. <laughs> Sanskrit. Yeah. A five thousand year old dead language. Latin. It's the best I can do. Yeah, I don't even remember the the first woman who comes on. It's like, what is it? Yeah, it's like quantum excitation of helium molecules or something like yeah. that. Yeah. In an and excited like, state. Ooh. Ooh, it's a scorcher. <laughs> yeah, fizz like, ed. Get out. Get, get out of my room. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a great scene. Uh, we keep going back to the party and seeing it go off. We also see Pigman as he's sitting on the couch. Oh, he's yeah. He's like, a bridge, a bridge too far. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a, I've never, I don't think I've seen a bridge too far, but it's a very, it's like a star studded film with like a bunch of big names. And it was the movie where Gene Hackman and Michael Caine were in the film together. This is closing thesis, man. This is it. This is man. my final argument. <laughs> <laughs> I can stop watching TV. And then he immediately goes to crowd surfing. He's so excited he doesn't have to watch TV. Yeah, there's, anymore. there's so many good parts of this party, too. Like the like where the one guy goes up to the feminist is like, hey, do you want a brew dog? He's like, no, I don't want your penis. <laughs> yes, we would like a beer. <laughs> I'm just like, it, so if you're nice, they give you stuff? <laughs> and and then like, like yeah. when uh, Mersh and Jerrytown show up and they're like, man, Clinton bailed. Dude, yeah, Mersh is so good. He's like <laughs> freaking out. He's like, oh, man, bad worst case scenario, man. <laughs> we spotted you 20 at the parking lot. You never showed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, Clinton's here. 
<laughs> you gotta lay off the pipe. George Clinton is here. And then he turns his head and he's like, awesome. Oh, so. I don't remember what he said. Far out, maybe. Something. He was having a great time now. But guess what? They raise enough money to pay off their damage bills. Exactly. And I have another fun piece of trivia here. So George Clinton and the P-Funk All-Stars who appeared in this film were paid $150,000 for three days of work on three the Three days? Did they play like an actual concert? No, it was all like playback. It was all like they would do for a music video. Yeah, yeah but they could have just played live and just put the track over it. You know what I mean? Well, they said uh, they nailed each performance through playback perfectly every time because, you know, they're fucking professionals. Yeah, they're yeah. professionals. <laughs> but um, the producer of the film, Paul Schiff, he insisted that they show up and appear all three days stating, I'm paying them $150,000. I'm going to get my money's worth. <laughs> yeah, but that's only like 5000 per day per person. You know what I mean? Probably. I mean, that's still that's what they do is perform. It's probably more than they would have got. Yeah. Yeah. At the time from a show, I mean, I don't know if they were playing stadiums at any point, but right. what do I know? So the party's really popping off, and that is when President Garcia Thompson shows up with a whole bunch of what looks like security thugs, and they break up the party. Yep. And they're like, some bad news, President Garcia Thompson. We raised the money. Yeah, so, so they're like, we did it. We're keeping the house. We nailed it. And they're like, actually... You actually violated a whole bunch of things, so there were a whole bunch of complaint forms, so we're kicking off for that, so it really doesn't matter. Yeah, you're all you kicked out of school. See you later. The money. Thanks for paying the money back, <laughs> but you're all still kicked out yeah. of school. Funk you very much, too. <laughs> At least we trashed your beamer, you screaming preppy asshole. <laughs> Dude, when David Spade's character comes in, and they're going to move all the shit back in, he talks to uh, Draws. <laughs> And he says, what's the matter, forehead? (laughs) (laughs) Can't wrap your little head around it. I just love that line. I was like, oh, damn. Yeah, David Spade's got some, they they dig hard. (laughs) And then the Daves are like, well, we could go Waco on the global house. (laughs) We all the explosives are confiscated. Yeah, all the explosives are confiscated. Like, that was a real possibility. (laughs) No, we just don't have explosives. And uh, so Thomas is like, you guys, that can't be it. You can't give up. I heard some guys talking that if she fucks up this thing tomorrow, she's going to be in a world of pain. So we, uh, you know, and they decide to uh, fight back at the Bicentennial event the next day. They figure if they screw up the Bicentennial, they can get her ousted and keep the house. Which, maybe? Yeah. Like. I'm sure it takes some paperwork to get kicked out. Well, if they knew the guys that wanted her gone, and they did that, and they're like, yo, we got her gone. (laughs) They'd be like, okay, keep the pit. You know. Well, they've, as we see coming up, it cuts to their thing. You don't know what the plan is ahead of time, so yeah, I know. I you like kind that. of watch watch the plan unfold as they do it. That they have this whole plan of how they're going to get people to retract there. But it's they, uh, they basically at this bicentennial event. Garcia Thompson takes the stage outside. She says the mascot's changing from the offensive Indian to the uh, Portchester University whooping crane. Yeah. An endangered species. Which, another piece of trivia, that's actually an African gray crowned crane that they had in the movie. It was not supposed to look cool, man. Whoa. (laughs) I know. Uh, They take the mic, they start ruining the celebration, and the short story is they unite all the students together saying, wasn't that a sweet fucking rager we threw? How about, for once, we just decide we're not going to protest? Gutter is a tool. (laughs) 
So then they have a huge protest saying that they're not going to protest. I, I think that's part of the cheeky fun of the whole yeah, thing. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I love when Deej is pretending he's having a seizure. And he's putting grass he in his mouth. Grass in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how they get security out of the way. Raji and Deej just put fucking... Uh, what are they called? Alka-Seltzer, know, Alka-Seltzer yeah. tabs under their... T- they're like, I have a seizure, and they start freaking out, and all the security guys hey are like, guys, oh, my what's God. what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Roger just and draws and gutter get up and let the crane out. and Yeah, because they were the guys. Somehow they got the suits and everything to bring the yeah. cage out. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're good at capers. We've yeah. seen it. Yeah. Even though some may be a little bit more rudimentary. They have the they have the, the chutzpah to figure these things out. And like, then uh, oh. Rand jumps on stage, tries to scream at them, and this is where they basically turn all these people against Rand McPherson. Yeah, because he kind of goes on a rant about how he's all the other people and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, I, every group he names specifically, and they all suck, and he burns them, and they're like, what did you say? The 9.30 show is completely different from the 7.30 show. I, I do love when Draws is... Gets on the mic and he's like, people getting together, drinking some beers, throwing some meats. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so then uh, on his way out, Thomas kisses Katie as he's leaving for the bus. And he's like, I'll, I'll see you guys in the fall because the mission is successful. They ruined the bicentennial event. Draws and Samantha decide to get a cup of coffee, maybe have a chat. And that is the end of the film. Well, that that is where you find out. That was her car. That was her Ant's yeah. BMW that they trashed. That was a good bit. Yeah. And then it has a fucking crazy, everything's great, 90s sitcom sound score in the yeah. back. And then it shows everybody chasing David Spade like Tom, like the pre-frage was being chased the whole time. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Great film. That's the movie. Everybody should go watch it because it's funny. Yeah, that's good. It surprisingly holds up for a 93 I was going to say, <laughs> especially about PC culture, yeah. you'd think they'd be a little more harsh with it, but... It wasn't bad. It does. It holds up. I mean, I was thinking about this and I think I think it holds up for sure. But I think that's a more difficult sell to a younger generation. Yeah, definitely. I, I don't think they remember the days when the only people yelling were the cr- like the crazies on both sides, not the majority of both sides, but yeah. like yeah. crazy fanatics, like fanatics. So when they had the cause heads, it was like a write up, a send up of these over the top people, which was, you know, it made sense back then, but now it, it doesn't as much make sense, but we can at least think back to a time when it's like, oh, these guys are just, they don't really care about one side or the other. They're against Rand McPherson. They call him a fascist and they make like Nazi references to him. Yeah. Yeah. It draws, does the, the like Nazi salute as they're walking yeah. by at the <laughs> Frisbee game. <laughs> yeah. So they're definitely on the right side of things. I think morally speaking, yeah, yeah, they're just shit stirs, man. Exactly. Yeah, they exist to have a good time, to do capers. To they're very selfish because I mean, let's not get ourselves. Well, they also don't care about what anybody's doing. Like it's kind of yeah, they're, they're open minded. Like, like do what you do. It's not our business, you know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, from all I can see, the Dave's skate around a lot and do extreme sports shit. The <laughs> band plays. They played hockey with an upside down fucking ashtray in the beginning. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Roller hockey in the fucking middle of the thing. I love also the scene when they walk in and Gutter's just firing up stakes in the middle of the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. I, 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 there's a lot of stuff to like about this movie. I, I think uh, all the characters were great and well-defined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all stand out in their own, except for the Daves. <laughs> yeah, there's two of a kind. <laughs> yeah. That's true. 
I mean, the Daves, but what I like about the Daves is they got so little character development, but from what we saw, you knew exactly what they were all about. They were just fucking skateboarding time. weirdos. They were firing, playing roller hockey in the thing. They're just like a weird set of twins. Mm-hmm. They're not even in the band, right? They were just no, no, they're not in the band. Other guys in the pit. Yeah, yeah, they're just there, and they're, and I think they're. I think it's great. Like we don't need to go into huge backstories for every single person. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I mean, if anybody's been in college, they know people like everybody in this movie, sort of. Yeah, I don't know about draws. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like an approximation of it. Yeah. But I thought they did a great, like even Cecilia, like her character was fantastic, and all she she stayed in that room the entire movie. I don't think she left that room until no, she just charged money at no. the bathroom. Wasn't Cecilia to, the one that had to go? Uh, play interference with the womenist group. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. She, she did. Played bongos. Yeah. She sang that was kumbaya. A great scene. <laughs> They're processing out front. She walks out with bongos dressed like them. Starts singing kumbaya and like leads the protest away from the front of the house. <laughs> Genius. It's great. It's great. It's written real well. I like the movie. Um, yeah. I think it holds up. I think it holds up just fine. I think it's a little abrasive, but yeah. Yeah. I got a question for you guys. Who's your favorite character? Oh, man. I mean, the Daves are one character. Yeah, yeah. They're also good. I know. I was trying to think of one earlier. I was like, I don't know if I can name one. Gutter's just ridiculous. I know. I love Mersh, too. And Pigman, even though he doesn't say much, is still pretty fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love, even Pigman gets an arc. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's yeah. barely in the fucking movie. He's in there. For, he's got, he, he must have, and I'm being conservative here, five minutes of screen time. <laughs> yeah, and one of them's like, when he sees Katie and Tom kiss at the end, he's like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he's crowd surfing. He's watching TV. I also love the scene in the beginning where it's like, you can sit here with Pigman. He's got you covered on snacks. He just throws a bag at him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or he's like, when he gets up to change the, the fuse, the fuse, he's like, ah, pins and needles, pins and needles. <laughs> yeah. That's like his only solo scene where yeah. he's the only person in the camera. And he's just fucking ripping shit out of the electrical box to try and get the power back like just replay like running Kaylee tried to lick the one yeah <laughs> dude that was one of those old ass fuse boxes with like the twist in yeah fuses. the like light bulb and he's ripping wires out and put him in just to get his tv on so he can finish his shit and he's rerouting fucking barehanded not turning <laughs> anything off love it you gotta love it yeah uh, but i guess oof Gun to my head. Well, are, is it favorite main character or favorite secondary any character? character? Any character. I'm gonna. I'll go first. I'll say Gutter. <laughs> Gutter's the best. I mean, he's great. We learned so much about Gutter in this movie. And I, <laughs> he doesn't grow at all. He just is like, no. Oh, I saved the day. Cool. Like he's. He, now I, he knows who George Clinton is. I no, because even when he had to introduce them on stage, yeah. he's like, and here's George and he's George Clinton, Clinton. <laughs> and the Parliament. And the Parliament Funkadelic. He does that fucking uh, stage dive at the end and everything. no one catches him. <laughs> Gets up, he has like cigarette butts on him and shit. <laughs> oh, so gross. Great visual gags in this movie too. Yeah, they were yeah. really great. Everything, if you look again in the balls and shaft room, everything is silly in there. Um, the pit signs like they have hanging up in the pit are all punk rock and ridiculous. They're the punk rock house. That's really what it is. Yeah, yeah. But man, um... Favorite secondary character? I gotta go with uh, the I do. I love the head computer nerd guy. Oh, yeah, he's oh, pretty good too. Yeah. He's fucking smoking in the room. He's just like Pfft. he's like smoking just outside the room. He's like, like, what do you want? Don't you can't, can't be in here unless you have a thesis. Don't 
you you're doing a thesis? And he's like, don't get your panties in a bunch. And he flicks the cigarette. <laughs> he flicks it like perfectly over his shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> like right past his face over his shoulder. It, I, I thought he was fantastic. I thought <sighs> everyone who came in this movie was was good. Like there was no one who I saw and I'm like, eh. Even the, the womenists were all great. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's a, a tough movie. question. But I don't know if it would like, I don't know. Is this like a quintessential 90s movie? Are we only going to get it if we lived through the 90s? I don't know. We need to find somebody who didn't live through the 90s. <laughs> yeah. We got to get some like uh, some Zenial to watch this and report back. Yeah. If any of you out there are listening to this, go watch it and let us know what you think. Yeah. yeah put put your date of birth, social security number, mom's maiden name, and then what your thought about the movie was. Well, we should say this before we go through and ruin the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Uh, But it's still great. The performances are great. The characters are great. The script is tight as hell. It's directed. I thought it was directed really well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's really good. It held my, it holds my interest every time I see it. I must've seen it 30 times by now. Easily. Yeah. For real. Even the small things like the look on draws his face after he has a flashback of him in the room as a freshman. Yeah. He he looks absolutely horrified. It was hell, man. It was hell. (laughs) Yeah, he's a complete fucking because of course he's the one that's a psychopath. <laughs> Obviously, like it's I mean, and it's and this movie's endlessly quotable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how many times did we just say quotes when we were in the uh, middle dude, of talking about this? every time every party I'm at? I think I say chips, chips, chips. <laughs> yeah, it's not even any chips. <laughs> I just want to know how they had that huge party with two kegs. I know, and, and, a, th- and, and a couple th- liquors bottles. I know. I always thought about that when I watched it. I was like, ah, whatever. I'll, I'll suspend my disbelief yeah. for that. Well, I get it. I'll pay $5 to see George Clinton, even if there's not any booze, you know? Yeah. I mean, when you're throwing a party to that size and you only have two kegs, that is a party that's designed to run out fast and people leave. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really what it is. Yeah. And they charged at the bathroom door. <laughs> I was gonna say. I was just going to say, when, he, when Gutter takes over and he takes that one guy and throws him against the wall, yeah. one or two. <laughs> But it's fucking awesome because you see, behind, like, as they're talking, you see behind them two people, like, run in real yeah. fast. <laughs> so they don't have to pay. It was fucking awesome. Like, there's so much going on in this movie. It's great. Yeah. You can watch it, like, ten times and find new shit all If you the can time. find a place to watch it. I couldn't find it on any streaming service even to buy. Yeah. I think you can buy it on Prime. I thought you could. You, you At one time, you could. Ha- you could. But I don't think it's there anymore. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. I mean, I remember reading this is notoriously difficult to find. So I don't know if you guys find a DVD copy or. A, I do have a DVD copy somewhere. Or if you need to sail the high seas, if we know what we're talking about, get your hands <laughs> on this movie. <laughs> That's what you got to do to watch it. I suggest you do it. If they're not going to make it available any other way. Yeah, what seriously. What are you supposed to do? Um, I do want to mention, I talked about the writing of this several times. Uh, there were two writers credited on this movie. And they are Adam Leff and Zach Penn. Okay. Adam Leff uh, seems to have contributed to so a couple stories. This is the only movie he gets a written by credit on, but he came up with the story for Last Action Hero and one of our classics, Biodome. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like both those movies. Yeah, and but that's really, he has a couple other credits, but not much else at all. And then if you look at the other writer, Zach Penn, I mean, this guy has gone on to write Huge fucking Yeah, he's, he's written a lot. Uh, he wrote Free Guy, the one with Ryan Reynolds, oh, yeah. the one where he's the NPC. He wrote Ready Player One, the screenplay mm, for it. Like the Avengers, one. The Incredible Hulk, X-Men, The Last Stand. I mean, Elektra, Suspect Zero, Behind Enemy Lines, Inspector well, Gadget. Let's not I mean, get, he's written... Let's not even get into what Gutter went on to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. Iron Man. <laughs> I mean, John Favreau, he went on after this and did Swingers, like right after. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's, that's, that's oh, a good we should movie do that too. Yeah. We should do a watches. That's one of the most painful scenes in the world in that movie. Oh, what he's called. Oh, yeah. We won't talk about it until you see the movie. <laughs> it irks me every time. It just, I mean, you feel it in your gut. You're like, oh. So, so then he says, double down. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good stuff. You always double down on 21, though. Tell him you always double down on 21. 11. <laughs> 11, yeah. 11, sorry. Of course, you don't double down on 21. That'd be crazy. <laughs> Did that, uh, I, should, I need to watch that. I'm writing that on my list. I'm putting it at number one right now. It's yeah. been a long time since I've seen Yeah, I haven't seen that since. That, that's the next plotty time watches. <laughs> next group one for next year? Yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll just I mean, do John yeah, Favreau. <laughs> Well, did you know? Well, John Favreau's in Swingers, obviously. He directed it. He starred in it. Vince Vaughn, we all know him. But uh, one of the other people of the group, the one dude who was going to work at uh, Disney as Goofy, that's Mulaney. That's the same guy in this movie, in PCU. The guy who was going to be Goofy is John Livingston. Yeah, from. No, I'm sorry. You're right. Yes, it's not John Livingston. It's when he's like, I got to roll with Disney. Like, really? It's like playing Goofy at the park. And then the dude that goes, at least it's Disney. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Charles is his name in the movie. He, who's he in this one? He's the black dude with the dreads. Oh, Mills. Mills. Okay. I always call him Mulaney because that's what he's credited as. Oh, yeah. I think that was his real name. And then Heather Graham's in that, Two Swingers. And, well, not his real name, but yeah. And the guy who plays Sue. Well, he's in other shit, too, isn't he? I don't know. We'll have to watch it. Yeah, we have talk to talk about it. it. But this was about, about PCU. Sue. Yeah. Port Charles University. You don't know what it's like. You didn't grow up here in the streets. Anaheim. <laughs> <laughs> it also got the great line, like, uh, it's, it's Gretzky that's good. <laughs> when they're playing fucking like Genesis hockey, uh, they're a fucking yeah, finesse he, team. Look at his legs twitch. Look at his legs twitch. When he unpauses it, when yeah. he's up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, there was a great. There's a documentary on YouTube. It's like it's almost an hour, I think, and it's just about NHL '94 <laughs> and, like, and the making of that game. And they said that Swingers fucking blew it up. Really? Which I thought was fantastic. That's cool. But that was one of the things that like really high kicked that franchise. And you're still playing them today. I know, right? I'm still same fucking lineage. Same players. Been, <laughs> hey, man, I have been around since NHL PA 93. So yeah, I've been there go. since the beginning. Before they had the fucking NHL. Wow. Yeah, they couldn't call it NHL. They had to call it NHL PA because they didn't sign a, a thing with the NHL. It was the Players so Association. They, they did it with the Players Association so they could use the names and the and the stats and everything. But they didn't have the teams. So it wasn't the Minnesota North Stars. It was just, you played Minnesota. Oh, all right. Yeah, well, they learned. And then the success of that, the NHL's like, okay, maybe we'll put it in. Thanks, Swingers. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Swingers. But But uh, yeah, everybody go watch PCU. Yeah, fucking A. Yeah, I love it. I think it's great. I I think it holds up. It's fun to quote. Uh, Jeremy Piven, who I don't think, I don't dislike as an actor. No, I I was trying to think what else I saw him in other than Entourage. I feel like I've seen him in a lot, and I've never seen Entourage. So yeah, I don't, I can't think of anything else. He was really great. The other movie I, I saw him in that I really liked was uh, I just had it. Wait, I Gross Point it. Blank. Oh, uh, you remember he was blank. John Cusack's buddy in that movie from high school? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and fucking uh, <sighs> Gross Point Blank. No, that movie I talked about, Judgment Night. Yeah, he was in Judgment Night. That's right. Yeah, that's another good. Yeah, one. he's. He's been walking, he's walking. He's been working very steadily all throughout the 90s. He was in Black Hawk Down as the helicopter pilot. Oh, man, he was in The Player. I guess he was only in the back. Old School. Oh, yeah. Rush Hour 2. Very Bad Things. Remember that one? Oh, wow. 
That's the one where they kill the prostitute? The sex worker? Yes. yes. Well, at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose you're right. Oh, he was in Heat. I forgot about Heat. He played a very small role. He was just like a doctor that yeah. someone went to see. Yeah. So he got Judgment Night and then got his starring role in PCU. Good for him. Yeah, it worked. And you're right. He does have way more hair now. <laughs> yeah, it's wild, man. It's like, who are you kidding? But he was born 1965, which meant when they filmed this, yeah, he was probably like 28. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, he was at college for seven years. Yeah, it's close. Yeah, it's close. And I always think it's like so ridiculous because he looks so much older. He really does. It's the In hair. that movie than he does now. Like, have you seen, I'm looking at this trailer for a new movie that's just kind of, is it the performance? Yeah, he looks 30 now. He looked 35 in that movie, PCU. Good for him. Yeah, I guess. If you he looks great. Like you well, he's an actor. Yourself. You gotta yeah. you gotta look good, I guess. Yeah. Won three primetime. All right, we're just reading Jeremy. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, I was gonna I was trying to I was gonna yeah, think of how to move this along. Yeah. Let's get over it. Uh we'll be back with games soon. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna take a little bit. No, wait. This is this is probably the last episode. Yeah, this is games. uh we're gonna be no, we're gonna have a fun episode next week that we still need to determine with myself and Chomp Slap. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> he can cut this out I if mean, we don't. No, we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll figure something out. I mean, we have a whole month. And, and then we'll be back to, to uh, video games again. So start sending your ideas to Chump Slap so he has games to pick. Yeah, no videos that are like five hours long, though. Sorry, guys. I, no, hold on. You're putting your work <laughs> on them. You can just Google to see how long it is. Now you want them to Google it before they send you. Well, they you can their... do some legwork. Well, they, they should know, know what they're getting into. They should know if the story's way too in depth for me to fucking comprehend or go over. They can't all be twenty minute videos. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, fans. The easier that story is to digest, the more likelihood we're gonna go through it on this show. Yeah, if you can keep it to an hour and a half, just like Google blank game name, game movie. Doesn't matter. Get, uh, send your thing. Uh, let's get out of here. <laughs> Okay, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Go watch PCU. Same game ideas. Uh, where did, do they go for sex work or something? I don't even remember what pump jumps. Well, no, send, no, go ahead. You're doing great. Send me recipes or something. Yeah, send them recipes to make about banana bread. No, I wanted to. I was looking up recipes for eggnog fudge. All right, yeah, do that. Send send me, where, where are they sending them to? Send them to applytime at gmail.com. All right, yeah. Send, and if it, you have a quick recipe, you can... Uh, shoot us over at one of the socials uh, on Instagram or threads and uh, or stop by the Reddit. Now, we'll have, yeah, Chum Slap will make a thread about eggnog, whatever he's talking about. Eggnog fudge? Come on, man. Eggnog that sounds fudge. amazing, doesn't it? <laughs> the, the, I fucking hate eggnog. So do I. It's, it's absolutely gross. You, you're right about some stuff, Papa Scotch. Well, you guys, you hate eggnog. Olives and eggnog, garbage. You and I agree on more food than we do movies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, by far. Yeah. Me and Scotchy got the movies. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. And that's and that that dichotomy is why our system works. It also <laughs> works at our official Plotty Time store, plottytime.com, which takes you to our eBay store where you can buy stuff there. Maybe there'll be a weed skin by now. <laughs> oh, there will be. I was also thinking about it. I don't know if I'm going to do this, people. Don't hold it to me. But uh, I remember doing three minisodes where I talked about cyberpunk. And I was thinking about turning those into like a YouTube video. Do Get it. something else on Coward. the channel. Yeah. That's so much work. And then I have to finish the story because I stopped reporting on that in like 2021. We'll see. I'll see what I can do. Yeah. But uh, all right, let's go ahead and play this music. Where is it? Where's the button? Let me find it. Hold on. Play us out. Jack move. <laughs> oh, there's that button. There it is. But that does it for us. So as always, shout out to Blaine JJ, Drago the Slago, Gamers Little Playground, I am Panax and Louise Guzman. 
Don't ever trust Dr. Scientists. And we'll talk to you next time. Peace. Peace. See you in season six. <laughs>